1: to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are, wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Tuesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com, at Battery Power, SBN across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And, of course, the latest from Atlanta is this. Monday was a bit of a surprise when it came to former individuals tied to the Braves both on and off the field. One story, which we'll get into a little bit later on, is definitely a great development to see for former Braves reliever Luke Jackson. But the major storyline for Monday that probably caught many by surprise had to deal with former Braves general manager John Capolella, also known to many as Copy, former Braves general manager John Capolella, who was reinstated by Major League Baseball earlier this offseason from what was at the time a lifetime ban that was handed to Coppola back in 2017. So let's rewind a bit and discuss why this certainly is significant. Not that Coppy will have a future with the Braves or anything such as that, but he definitely in terms of recent Braves history is an infamous figure due to the developments that occurred during his time as Braves general manager. Back on October 1st of 2015, Coppola was uh, appointed as general manager of the Braves, and he held that title until a surprising resignation from him occurred just two years and one day later on October 2nd, 2017. Of course, not many need to be reminded, nor do they want to be reminded, of what occurred after that, as back in, you know, right after the 2017 baseball season concluded, the major storyline across baseball was the Braves' international signing scandal. Of course, that led to Copy resigning from his position as general manager, Commissioner Rob Manfred handing him a lifetime ban due to Copy, not, due to Capolella, not cooperating with the investigation and eventually the Braves getting handed some of the most severe punishments that, that have been seen, at least in recent Major League Baseball history, when it comes to rules violations on international spending. The big impact of course was the fact that the Braves, you know, were now without their general manager. They were going to be severely limited on their ability to spend on international prospects moving forward. But as we all know, one of the bright thing, on the bright side, one of the amazing things that came from that was the eventual hire of current Braves general manager Alex Anthopoulos. Well, at the time the lifetime ban had been handed by Major League Baseball, there wasn't much to discuss as far as, you know, could potentially that lifetime ban be limited or what would the potential for Coppola to eventually find his way, you know, back into at least having the opportunity to return to baseball. Well, that question was answered on Monday as it was clear that baseball had allowed for Coppola to now have the opportunity to return to Major League Baseball if the opportunity presented itself. And that's a big distinction to understand. The lifting of the lifetime ban simply means that Coppola could return to Major League Baseball in some capacity if a franchise wanted to bring him into the fold. Whether or not that occurs eventually is another story to be seen, as obviously, though Coppola no longer has the lifetime ban that he has to deal with, obviously, the past occurrences that, you know, led to that lifetime ban is something... Is basically a hurdle that will have to be overcome for any franchise that potentially wants to bring Copalella into the fold to be a part of their organization. But regardless of that occurs or not, it certainly is, you know, very interesting to see that baseball has lifted this lifetime ban of course the Braves, you know, they the, the fact that they had to deal with those international signings, those limitations on how they could add talent, you know, for years after, you know, the international scandal punishments were handed down, that, you know, you could logically say that does have an impact on, you know, the Braves not having as, as deep of a minor league system right now as they would like to have, despite all the graduations that we've seen in recent years. But make no mistake about it, yes, the punishments that occurred back in 2017, they had a negative effect on the Braves, but the Braves obviously, due to the efforts of Coppola in his time as general manager. They obviously had built up a strong enough farm system that it fed to the Major League system for them to now have one of the best cores in Major League Baseball. So there certainly was plenty of positives from Coppola's time as the Braves general manager obviously there was clear negatives as well but it will be very interesting to follow and see if Coppola will eventually find his way back into major league baseball and it obviously is quite interesting to see that baseball has decided to lift the lifetime ban from what was one of the you know most you know infamous scandals that we've seen in recent baseball history of course, the other news from Monday had to deal with you know a former player of the Braves, in reliever Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson, you know, at the beginning of last year, it was announced that he would be going under uh, undergoing Tommy John surgery, and he missed all of the 2022 Major League season. Of course, if you followed along with us, you know, at the time we discussed Luke Jackson, has clearly become a fan favorite among Braves country with how you know fun he is on the on and off the field, with how good of a reliever he has turned into, and the fact that he played such a huge role in the Braves' 2021 World Series run. Well, last year, he was out of baseball due to Tommy John surgery, but on Monday, he signed a two-year, $11.5 million deal with the San Francisco Giants. Coming off of Tommy John surgery, for Luke Jackson to earn that amount of money is certainly a great development for him, and congratulations to him on the fact of not only being in line to eventually return to the mound this offseason but also being able to sign you know a pretty lucrative deal for a reliever especially coming off Tommy John surgery he'll be joining former Braves outfielder Jock Peterson in San Francisco. So definitely great to see, you know, a great personality, great person like Luke Jackson be able to find, you know, a new opportunity in San Francisco. Again, it's never fun, you know, to see, you know, these former Braves move on. You know, we've discussed it at different levels with Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson and now Luke Jackson, but it also is awesome to see their efforts with the Braves result in them getting better than expected paydays than many, you know, had any. Anticipated, You know, folks probably anticipated Freeman getting the eventual signing day that he did. But for Swanson and Luke Jackson and others, it's great to see players, former Braves, because of what they did in Atlanta, capitalizing on that to earn massive paydays elsewhere. Best of luck to Luke Jackson, obviously not only in terms of his recovery from Tommy John's surgery, but also getting back on the mound and finding success once again with the Giants.
0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: As the start of the 2023 calendar year continues to unfold, the big story across Major League Baseball, of course, continues to be the eventual resolution to the contract negotiations between shortstop slash third baseman Carlos Correa and the New York Mets, and the the most recent 24 to 36 hours has certainly presented a new chapter in these negotiations, as it now seems that Carlos Correa and the Minnesota Twins, the team that he signed with and spent the 2022 season with, and after the 2022 season, he opted out of his contract to become the free agent, the current new part of this whole story is that Carlos Correa and the Minnesota Twins, it does seem as if they are in serious negotiations for Carlos Correa to sign a new deal with Minnesota since his deal with the Mets has hit a snag due to the results of his physical that also impacted his deal with the San Francisco Giants. Just to quickly recap, back a few weeks ago, Carlos Correa bats possibly even been a month or so, Carlos Correa signed a 13-year, $360 million deal with the San Francisco Giants. But of course, that deal hit a snag when it was revealed that Carlos Correa had some complications from the physical that was taken. After that deal did not go through, Carlos Correa then signed a 12-year, $315 million deal, I believe, with the New York Mets. And it certainly seemed as if the Mets deal was going to be finalized. But in the physical, that occurred for the with the Mets the same complications the same snag Impacted the contract from becoming official when the physical was done. So over the holidays, over the past few weeks, there have been there's been back and forth between both Carlos Correa's um, you know representation as well as the Mets trying to finalize a deal, but nothing has come to fruition as of yet. And as time has gone on, it certainly has seemed that the shift has happened from it seeming as if the Mets and Correa would still definitely get a deal done to where now. Correa and the twins are in serious conversations, and from all indications, it does seem as if that could be the way that things are going as far as Carlos Correa's future with Major League in Major League Baseball. Now, what that potentially looks like contract-wise will be very interesting to see because this will now be the third team. You know, even though it's his former team, this will be the third time that Correa has looked to get a contract secured with a team. Obviously, it's unlikely that he's going to get anywhere close to the reported deal that he originally was looking to get from the San Francisco Giants, but it will be very interesting to see if eventually he does enter into an agreement with the Minnesota Twins and if it actually gets finalized this time from the conversations that are going on right now between Carlos Correa and and Minnesota. So make sure to stick with wherever you get your baseball news is. It'll be very interesting to see how this eventually unfolds and where Carlos Correa winds up for the 2023 season and perhaps beyond. But of course, you know, we've been, you know, going through the past few weeks where yes, the Braves have been active, not necessarily with with major moves, but they've been active in terms of continuing to fill out their 40-man roster. But now since we're past the holiday season, we're now getting back into the uh, MLB offseason calendar, and one of the more notable dates on the calendar is actually coming up this Friday, which is the date in which Major League Baseball teams And the players that they, earlier in the offseason, tendered contracts to for the 2023 season, Friday, January 13th, is the day in which the teams and players must exchange figures by for those 2023 contracts. Now, to give a little bit more depth in terms of why this date is notable, if we go back to earlier this offseason, there was a date known as the non-tender deadline. That was the day in which major league teams made decisions on non-arbitration and arbitration-eligible players. That date earlier in the off season is when teams decided whether or not they were going to offer a contract to their players. Now, figures didn't have to be discussed at that time, but the teams did have to decide whether or not at the very least they were gonna offer a contract to non-arbitration and arbitration-eligible players. That they had control over. So that those decisions were made earlier this offseason. So when Friday's date comes, January 13th, that's not a date in which you know teams decide whether or not to offer their players contracts. That's already been decided. It's the date in which the figures, in which the numbers on that contract must be disclosed between the team and the player. And either they enter into an agreement before the um the, the 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 deadline comes to fruition they can then negotiate after that once the numbers are known or they will head to arbitration so the main thing to know is is that for friday any any players that you hear that are going to be impacted by friday's deadline this does not mean that if if you know this does not mean that they're you know potentially not going to be a part of the braves franchise in 2023 the deadline is simply the time at which the team and the player either must, you know, already agree to, um, you know, a, a figure for their contract for 2023, or at the very least they must exchange dollar figures. The player will offer what they feel they should earn in 2023, while the team will offer what they should earn. What while the team will offer what they feel the player should earn in 2023. And then as we all know, as we see every baseball offseason, typically there is some sort of difference between what the team thinks the player's worth and what the player thinks he should be paid. And from there, the either if those figures are different, either the team and the player will go into an actual arbitration process or they will find some middle ground and agree to a contract for 2023. You also could potentially see there being multi-year extensions come this time you know this time of year as well or it could be after the fact also so the main thing to know is that when it comes to the the January 13th deadline it's just simply a franchise and a player exchanging figures as to what they feel the player's worth is in 2023. And from there, if they cannot find some middle ground, they'll eventually go into an arbitration hearing sometime, likely in February, you know, into early spring training. And the players for the Braves that are going to be impacted by that date are Max Fried, AJ Minter, Joe Jimenez, um... Lucas Lickey and Dennis Santana. Now Freed and Mentor obviously are the notable names, as the other names of the other three names that are that I mentioned were all relievers that were acquired by the Braves earlier this offseason. But for instance, Max Freed will, you know, he's you know potentially estimated to earn 12.2 million this year on you know his contract, and mentor is is estimated to earn five million dollars. So it definitely will be interesting to see. What figures the Braves and Freed and Minter eventually propose as far as the worth of Minter and Freed in the 2023 offseason? Does this necessarily mean that this is going to be the time? at which an extension is potentially announced, like for a Max Freed or an A.J. Mentor. I don't necessarily know if the odds are that high that either of them will look to earn a, a multiple-year extension, but it will definitely be interesting to see whether or not the Braves could you know, agree to terms with one of those two for a 2023 salary before they enter into arbitration figures being exchanged, or if it's likely that both players will go to arbitration to eventually determine their 2023 salary. So definitely an interesting time to see if there is a significant deal that potentially could come out of these figures being exchanged, you know, at some point this week up to Friday or if the Braves will be able to, you know, avoid arbitration with some notable names that they will have to eventually enter into negotiations with when it comes to their 2,023 salaries. Of course, make sure when it comes to the latest news for the Braves and across Major League Baseball, there could be some notable extensions. There still could be some notable trades that occurred this week. Make sure to stick with BatteryPower.com for all the latest when it comes to the Braves. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, and the Road to Atlanta podcast all at BatteryPower.com, at Battery Power SBN, and across all forms of social media, you know, at Battery Power SBN and free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great week.